another episode of we did that shit i'm maya and i'm the b yes i am laughing this week that was funny <laughs> well 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 <laughs> they made it last week and we did huh right <laughs> no sorry we about that podcast family yeah we we took a week off because I had said this in an earlier podcast, but, you know, Babi wants to be like the most diligent student and, <laughs> you know, really get her education and really be focused. So we had to take a week off because she needed to get her schoolwork done. And clearly I wasn't being a diligent student because I had so much stuff due at the last minute because and I was I kept saying to myself, like, why does it feel like? I got all of this stuff to do. Why is everything so late? But you know what I realized? When What's I'm that? in nursing school, I don't work. Mm-hmm. I don't work a full-time job. And so this is the first time for me being in a nursing program where I actually work. And that really doesn't work out well for me because work mm-hmm. has always been a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have to stay late for work, if I got to do something for somebody or whatever, I've always been the type that I don't have to rush to get home. You know, I like to get things done rather mm-hmm. than um, leave it undone. So, you know, my bad. <laughs> I had like <laughs> I had like three papers and 12 discussions, 20 case studies, like mm. all this stuff. And my one teacher, she was like real mad. Because she was like, why, you know, did you just do all this stuff at the end? But, you know, I kind of finessed it a little bit, got my dean involved. And mm-hmm. she told the she told the dean, she told her straight out. She was like, I'm a little upset because she's late. But, you know, she um, because they didn't let me into the class on time. So okay. I started some weeks behind everybody else. So I was always like trying to catch up in her class. And she was like, you're lucky that your work is excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know you would have been SOL. I, I, exactly i would have got like a 97 in the class but she took a she dropped me a whole grade because everything was late but i don't give a crap c's get the that matters when i got my first c <laughs> in graduate school i was looking at that c like the teacher was well. like, oh, you'll be. I was like, looking at him like, you think I give a hell about this C? I don't. I pass. Thank you. <laughs> right. Moving on. You so, know? Yeah. I'm sorry about that podcast, family. That really was me. I was like, my, I just can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, every waking moment. Plus, I can't do schoolwork at work at all. Because literally, when I'm at work, I am working from the minute I get there to the minute I'm trying to leave. So, that right. was my bad. And I but was trying back. to be a good cousin and just be like, it's all right. Do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. But, yes, we are back. So, I mean, I guess I can't say how was your week because it, it that's how your week was. Well, no, my week was the shit because it's over. Mm. <laughs> I feel, woo, I feel like none of that stuff even happened. Like, I'm 
like for the last two days, I just been like on cloud nine, dancing the temptations moves in the office mm. and like everything. Doing so everybody just look at exactly. And that's how I feel like I'm free. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so just two more classes and I'm never taking another nursing course in my life. Well, you a nurse, so <laughs> you Allegedly. made it. Well, I mean, you know, I passed the test. Right. <laughs> so what's going on? What are we talking about this week? This week, we are going to talk about the lost art of conversation. And I guess we just bypassed how my week was. But I was going to ask you about your week because your week definitely, definitely goes with our who did some shits. Because I know you was bouncing off the walls with every, especially, I know it's going to come up, especially the Kage shit. Mm. Mm. The Bill Cosby mm. shit. Mm. The Norris mm. Rat shit. Yeah, mm. I know how you be. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Let me tell you something. This week I was, um, this, well, last week when we missed, it was a little hectic for me, you know, because my mom was in the mm-hmm. hospital and I was in New Jersey way longer than I expected to be in New Jersey, but you got to do what you got to do. But my mom is out the hospital now and she's doing a lot better. And so, um, I'm happy about that. That was a stressful Mm -hmm. last week. So I guess it worked out that we couldn't record because I was tired and stressed and you had schoolwork and you know, life comes up. Um, this week I was just, I was just trying to get some, um, rest I my you know I've been running 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 staying long hours at the hospital and all that kind of stuff so this week I was just trying to catch up on some sleep that did not happen I had to resume my workout and you know how much I hate that but summer is coming up about to go on vacation I'm trying to lose weight so I could gain weight on vacation right you know how you know how we do Right. So (laughs) while I was trying to catch up on my rest, all these headlines Mm, mm, mm. between last week and now this week were popping up. And, you know, I was just like, what's that saying? Fit to be tied? I was just fit to be tied. I I just, I couldn't, I I just couldn't deal. But let's just get into the who did some shit this week because it's, it's a lot of shit, you know. A lot of shit. Let's talk about Bill Cosby. Bill damn he Cosby. He is not. He ain't going to jail. You don't think Bill Cosby is going to jail? I don't think that he's going to do any time in jail. I think that they're going to appeal and write off and do this and do that and be on house arrest. And by the time he gets finished, you know, with all this and that, he'll be dead. Well, that's true. Well, well, let me just say, Bill Cosby was found guilty on three counts of aggravated indecent um, assault for drugging Mm -hmm. and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant at his home in Philadelphia. And this happened in 2004. You know, he settled with this woman. Right. He settled with all of them. Mm -hmm. Right. But he settled specifically with this woman. And then, and I think she got something like $3.2 million or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then when all of this stuff happened and remember it was a mistrial when he, you know, when it happened the first time and then they tried him again and they were able to open this case back up, which 
I had a problem with. Now, let me just say this. I don't know if Bill Cosby, well, we know Bill Cosby is guilty. I mean, he has right. admitted that he, he was it. guilty exactly. of exactly. doing what it was that he was accused of doing. He did say that. And I am torn on this subject because as a woman, I don't want to victim blame the women. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to victim blame because if something like that happened to me, I wouldn't want people to victim blame me. But this is the problem that I have with the whole thing. And now with him being found guilty, if you settled with this man for this amount of money, A, they shouldn't have been able to open the case back up. Because it was Double done. Jeopardy. It was settled. Exactly. You exactly. know, he obviously admitted guilt because he settled with the woman. And when you make mm -hmm. a settlement, then you are admitting guilt in some kind of way, you know. And then I have a problem with the fact that all of these women were drugged and sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby more than once. And the reason why I have a problem with that is because... If I felt like I was sexually assaulted, drugged, Thank you. raped, Thank you. anything, Thank you. there is no way as a woman that I would be back around that, the person thank you. who I felt done thank this you. to me. Now that we know was that my premise happens. from the start. That was right. my premise from the start. Everybody yeah. had the same exact story. story. Well, the first time, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And then the second time, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wait a minute now. Every, Why did everybody you go back? was saying it. Exactly. Like, you know, because you wanted something. That's why you yeah, went back. Exactly. And, they, and he settled with all of those people. And, and this is and that's why. And, you know, you don't want to uh, persecute the victim or whatever, but you wanted something and you went back. You kept putting yourself in the situation and you settled. The person that he was found guilty of the charges with is not the only person he settled with. But all of that tells you is that they were just hell bent on destroying this man because right. he wanted to buy NBC. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that, that, I just, you know, when I sat back and I just thought about it and I was reading all of this stuff and I was just thinking to myself, like, even if I got date raped, if I got raped in the alley, if I got sexually uh, assaulted, molested, any of those things, I just would not want to put myself in the same position to, to have that happen right. to me again. And the fact right. that, it you, makes no sense. that when you left his home or wherever these, these things happen, most of them happen in his home, right? The fact that you left and you felt like eh, something wasn't, wasn't quite right with that because my mm -hmm. thing is, is this again, it goes back to, I don't want a victim blame, but did you feel like this happened the first time? Did you feel like something was wrong or did you feel like something was wrong the second time? Like when did you wake up and say, uh, uh, that wasn't right? Because if somebody drugged you, then you were like unconscious or booze days, whatever the case was mm -hmm. when you left, you had to have felt like, eh, something right. ain't quite right. I feel funny. Like, I know how it feels when I take my Ambien. You know, when I take right. my Ambien, which I'm going to take after we get finished recording. I know how I know how you are when you take I know, Ambien. Too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, <laughs> I just get this feeling and it's just like, well, I got to go, girl, because I'm going to go to sleep. So if you felt like somebody drugged you and you had that feeling... <laughs> 
what will possess you to go back into that? So this whole thing, it, it does feel like it was a witch hunt. That in no way, what I'm saying, no way uh, takes away the guilt. Right. That is placed on right. Bill Cosby because right. Bill Cosby admitted that he was doing these things. But you right. know, and like that or not, something was there. You know, right. whether it was a witch hurt, something was there. So if nothing was there, you wouldn't have anything to worry about. But you, you, I'm not saying he's not guilty. I'm just no. saying that all these women, they, their story, are, their stories are too similar. I've been saying this from the start. Every. It, 20 men, women, 30 women, 40 women, 50 women, they all had the same exact story, almost mm -hmm. like somebody coached them. Mm -hmm. Or it was a serial thing that he did it the same way every time. Every time. And if you two and three times, two, three, and some people were more than three times. And if you keep doing it, that you wanted something, and then when you couldn't get what you want, or you didn't get what you or want, you didn't then it was an issue. Wanted. Right, because and then it was that's what it all boils down to. You wanted something, and the bodyguard said then, he paid everyone. Right, you wanted something, every single and one. it did not. It didn't happen the way that you wanted it to happen. Because for real, for real, when you got something like that going on, you got a plan in your own head. You have a exactly. plan on on how oh, exactly. right, I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do that. Mm -hmm. It's just like when you want something from a man and and you just exactly. try to exactly. you know whatever the case is. Yeah, so. Now, Bill Cosby, I mean, I don't think that Bill Cosby is going to go to jail either. I think that you are correct in saying that. And I also think that Bill Cosby is going to pass away before it could even get to this point. Mm -hmm. I hope that Bill Cosby is not like, you know, Don Cornelius, who was like, wasn't he damn near 80 when he committed suicide? Soul Train, yeah, you know. Was, I, I mean, know. he was up in age. He was up in <laughs> rest in peace he was up in age when he committed suicide is my point and it, it, and when i heard about that i was like why would you wait until you were 70 well, you know or what? 80 sometimes to commit suicide with the with the elderly sometimes the elderly get into a very deep depression they're mm -hmm. just really unhappy with the way that their life is especially when you live uh, such a good life and you feel like your quality of life you know, has escaped you and you just don't want to live that way anymore. So it does mm. happen. Like, mm. you know, it does happen a lot with the elderly. You know, he mm. just happened to be famous. Well, so, Bill Cosby is on that path. And, and, and before, and we're getting ready to get off of Bill Cosby, but I have this one thing to say. I was looking at, um, uh, you know, Pam from the show. Erica Alexander. Yeah, Erica Alexander. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was looking at her interview on The Breakfast Club, and she was talking about Bill. They asked her, you know, did you see anything like that happen when you were around Bill Cosby? Did you feel anything? And she was like, no, but I did feel that he was, I, and I'm paraphrasing what she said, but she said that he mm -hmm. had like an evil spirit, you know, it was something okay. very, um, you know, just evil about him. And then that just took me back to when we met him, it, I was about to say, why are you talking about it? Like we never had experiences with the man. <laughs> yes, right. So when we, we met him and we were around him for a long time, like because, all the time, right? Yeah, like the whole day, the whole day, and, right? And and he was not what I expected. I didn't get At an all. evil presence from him. He, I mean, he didn't give me anything evil, but he definitely didn't give me. Dr. Huxtable. Dr. Huxtable. And I think that that is, I think that that's also a problem. People, you know, you're confusing 
Dr. Huxtable with Bill Cosby or William right. H. Cosby or, you know, it, it what is right. that his middle initial? It, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you're confusing the, the, the three people, basically. You're confusing mm-hmm. it. And, and he is who he is, you know. And, but just the persona that he has and then just to see him, it was just like... Well, I don't... I think that, like, I wasn't expecting Dr. Huxtable. I wasn't expecting Dr. Huxtable because I know that he's always been involved and had a lot to say about educating black children and you know stop spending two hundred dollars on sneakers yeah but he i mean even before we had the experience with him on the platforms he was you know stop spending all this money on sneakers and spend money on hooked on phonics to teach Mm -hmm. your kids how to read Mm -hmm. and all these Mm -hmm. kind of things so i wasn't expecting dr huxtable but i certainly wasn't expecting his statement you know his last statement or whatever and it was like so when it came he said so bill cosby gave this he came to camden because you know anybody that's anybody got to come to camden Camden. anywho (laughs) he came to camden and he asked um our organization uh it was started by my dad and his partner and um you know me and maya do most of the work (laughs) but what was the what is the organization called plug it Camden Renaissance. I mean, okay. You know, it's our I'm little. Just saying. Not Camden Neighborhood Renaissance. Not those people. Not but it's called Camden people. Renaissance, established in 1986. Anyway, uh, okay. um, so he called Camden Renaissance, said he was coming to town, and he asked us to get together all the leaders of the youth in the city, mm-hmm. pastors and, you know, coaches and things like that. He was speaking, Bruce Gordon brought him now Bruce Gordon is a Camden native and he was for a while the president of the NAACP right um so he's a Camden native and he that year he was the commencement speaker at Hatch Middle School and he brought Bill with him Mm -hmm. so we you know we got the little luncheon together at Corinne's place on Hatton Mm -hmm. Avenue you know the place where Patty Jackson is always eating um so we got them together, regi- you know, everybody registered. We had a nice afternoon and Bill just spoke about, you know, encouraging the leaders who work with the youth not to give up on them, you know, to show tough love. Um, and really what he what he was saying to me, in essence, was let's stop sugarcoating what they do. You know, mm-hmm. if we want to be effective, let's be effective and, you know, call them out on their stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. So. After he finished his speech and people clapped, it was like really, really good. And then the last thing he said was, he said, and I'm going to, and I'll never forget it. He said, and I'm going to leave you with this. I went somewhere and, you know, it like he really didn't even care where he was. He was like, I went somewhere, you know, you get out, you got to walk the red carpet and everything. You wave to the people. Hey, hey, hey. You know, you walk in. And, and I, he said, I was almost at the door and I heard a woman say, Bill, Bill. And I'm waving, you know, and as I'm about to go in, a lady screams, give me some money, Bill. And he said, <laughs> I stopped right then and turned around and the lady started like screaming because she was like oh my goodness like he heard me like you know she was like like, he turned around to give me seven dollars or whatever Mm -hmm. and he said and I turned (laughs) he said and I turned around and looked at her and said I won't give you shit because you'll fuck that up too yeah (laughs) 
and, and remember, we just looked at each other like, oh, Bill, right. <laughs> But it just goes and, to show you, it, yes. it goes to show you that, you know, the character that he played right. was the right. character that he played, but that is not the not character who, of the man, of him, you know? Exactly. And so, you know, did Bill Cosby found guilty and we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll follow it along to see what happens um, to Bill, but moving on from Bill, let's get into the Starbucks settlement. Mm, mm, mm. You know, I'm irked. Mm. So you I remember that. Two- irked. So you remember that two black men were arrested at a Philadelphia Starbucks. Um, what they for sitting while black? Yeah, for de- definitely sitting <laughs> while black. Um, and so it came out that they settled with the city of Philadelphia. It's important to state that it was the city of Philadelphia settlement and not the settlement for Starbucks because that settlement is not being disclosed. Uh, all we know from that settlement is that Kevin Johnson, the CEO of Starbucks is going to be mentoring, um, Dante Robinson and Rashawn Nelson, the two men that were arrested. He's going to personally, uh, be mentoring them. And so, you know, like, I'm sure that they're going to get a larger settlement with Starbucks. And I think that from, just reading this settlement that we're about to talk about from the city of Philadelphia, they are okay with not okay with not getting the money, but okay with the mentoring that's going to come from the CEO of Starbucks, because that is going to open up doors for them and put them in places that they may not have been in, in my opinion. Uh, But the details of the financial settlement that they had with the city of Philadelphia was they each got $1 and they got $200,000 for, um, the development of grants and uh, young entrepreneurs of young black entrepreneurs of uh, Philadelphia. Bullshit. Why do you think it was bullshit? It's bullshit. First of all, now, you know, I, I did say, I really do. I love the way Kevin Johnson responded to the whole situation. I mean, mm-hmm. he gets an A plus. He gets mm-hmm. an A plus. And and I, I'll say it again. And this was my thing with Starbucks in the beginning, because with all of this stuff going on today, all of this stuff in the news, businesses need to stop looking at this like, oh, that wasn't me. It doesn't affect my bottom line. It, I don't care because mm-hmm. then, next, tomorrow it'll be you. That's the first thing. So I always said that from the first time that happened. But mm-hmm. I say Kevin Johnson did a very good job in his response. Um, Kevin Johnson mentoring Dante and Rashawn is like, what, what is that really introducing him to some white people, to some white people that they don't know? Well, like, really, what is the mentoring? Right. What, what is that? So, you know, opportunities that may, they may not have had. Okay. Cause they were black and they don't know these certain white people that he may introduce them to. All right, mm-hmm. whatever. And then the city of Philadelphia, who I think is more culpable in the instance than Starbucks, Starbucks. because, mm-hmm. because all 
calls do not have to end in arrest. It's one mm -hmm. thing if they called and you came out, but you arrested them for doing absolutely nothing. And they were in a holding cell for hours for doing mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. And that is criminal to me. It is. And it and is worth. And it, Go ahead. And for them to, and, and I'm sorry, you people only respond to, to fiscal punishment. And it's nice that they want to help the kids, but they could have invested something to help the kids during the mentoring thing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The city should pay. And, and well, they should receive something from the city. That's my opinion, and that, that's how I feel about it. I'm irked with them. But go ahead. Well, the city definitely should pay, and it should have been more they than should. one dollar. I think that the and it should be I more than two hundred thousand for this little program. Well, that's true. I, I think that the I let me go back to what you something that you said was what what does the mentoring do? Introduce them to white spaces or white people or whomever. Now you know how I feel about black issues, but I when I say that it will open up doors to what to things that they necessarily wouldn't have been opened up to is because they are obviously into real estate. They were meeting uh, someone to do a real estate deal or whatever the case was. They could use the introductions that they're going to have from Starbucks in helping them further the careers that they have set up for them. Obviously they were doing something with their lives. They want to be entrepreneurs. Maybe this will open them up to other entrepreneurs and just help them in some kind of way. It's not about introducing them to white people or we, he might, Kevin Johnson might introduce them to a black person. He, he could introduce them to Oprah. He could introduce them to a whole lot of people. It, it I just like think that, and here's like the thing, and, and here's the thing, Starbucks, they're going to get money from Starbucks. Their lawyer, their white lawyer already said, <laughs> oh, it's, 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 you know, basically what he was private. saying is like, oh, it's private. So you right. already know that they're going to get a larger settlement from Starbucks. Like their lawyer, when I seen them on Good Morning America, their lawyer was not going to let them go with no dollar. Trust me. He was in it to win it. And everything that he was saying was Starbucks is going to pay. Now, should the fill it, the, the city of Philadelphia be more responsible? Of course, because even the police chiefs of Philadelphia, when it first happened, he was on TV defending the cops, saying that they did nothing wrong. Then he came back and he retracted it and said, oh, we were wrong. We jumped to conclusions. We shouldn't have done X, mm. Y, and Z. So yes, I think that the city should have paid more than $200,000, especially because not too long ago, a building collapsed on some people. And even though those people, some of those people passed away, but I'm saying the people who did not pass away or even the families of the people, they got millions and millions and millions of dollars from the city of right. Philadelphia. And so, yeah, but I think that these boys were probably trying to make a point with the city of Philadelphia. I mean, I'm not speaking for them, but just reading up on the settlement, they might've just been trying to make a point like, Hey, this is not about money. We really want to use this as a teaching moment and help, you know, the young black kids. That's what I'm thinking. Came. That's what I'm thinking. You help yourself. Yeah, well, that's true. Be that's <laughs> true. But I'm just saying, I'm thinking that's what, what they were 
you know, wanting to come out of it. That's just what it seems like to me. But I'm not Rashawn or Dante. Now, if it was me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have held out about, for the big bucks. <laughs> right. It's not. It, and it's I'm not, not about the money. It, I'm not it's saying not about, like the it's about the money. I'm no. just saying make people accountable. Make people accountable. That's all I'm saying. And even $200,000 is not a lot of money. It's not no. a lot of money for what they want to do with these. Right. How many entrepreneurs you want to train with $200,000? $200,000. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that was my, that was my um, whole thing with that. But yeah. back to what I was saying about how, Kevin Johnson did a good job responding and how businesses should be starting to take a look at that. And if they don't have a policy right now, if they don't have training in place right now, they need to get it because hello, you heard about Nordstrom rack. No, what here we go. All, um, it was like Starbucks on steroids. So three young men, this is a Nordstrom rack in a Kansas city suburb area. Okay. Three young men go in a Nordstrom rack looking for accessories for prom. Mm. People followed them around the store the whole time. They looked down, the people looked down. They looked up, the people looked up. They looked mm. left, the people looked left. I mean, like, and the whole time, they just stalked them the whole time. Mm. So they decided, because they because they didn't want any trouble, mm. instead of just leaving, they all bought something. Mm. And then they... Right. And then they left when they got outside. They were surrounded by police cars. What? Yes. To freeze, put your bags down, get down, shift, frisk, all of that. Even and though the, the people saw them purchase something at the register. Yes. Correct. Okay. And the, pol- the police were like, I'm sorry. They called. They said you were stealing. We're just doing our job. We have to check it out. Whatever. Hmm. And the and the, you know what the CEO of Nordstrom Rack said? Sorry. Well, the thing is, is that this goes back to <laughs> one of our shows, and I think it was like and our, they weren't our, arrested. Okay, but I think this and goes back arrested. to I don't know what episode it was, but when we talked about consumer affairs, and I told you then that these companies are doing. I don't care what nobody say. You can't tell me that these companies are not doing this stuff to get noticed it's i'm not saying that racial things don't happen we know racial things happen shit they happen every day but what i'm saying is that these companies are doing exactly what they're doing because they know that it's not going to affect their bottom line in a certain kind of way and i think Mm -hmm. that that's the reason why we gave kevin johnson so much props because he was like uh uh uh-uh let me get out in front of this. You know, we ain't mm-hmm. doing this for no show and tell. We ain't doing mm-hmm. this so we could be in mm-hmm. the damn public eye. We don't need to be in the public eye. We're a billion dollar company. Everybody right. is buying $25 cups of Starbucks. Coffee. Right. It, it, it ain't a goddamn <laughs> thing. We ain't starving over here. So let me get out in front of this thing and say, hey, nah, this ain't what we do over here. You know, mm-hmm. now the rest of these companies, even though we think like, why would Dove do it? Why would uh, H&M do it? I mean, companies that aren't starving, why would they do it? But it, again, no one can tell me that these companies are not doing this stuff so that they can get a certain rise out of people because they know that this is a microwave society is here today and going tomorrow. People won't be talking about Nordstrom Rack next week. I will. I know you will, will. and I'm sure that we will discuss it again, but I'm saying, 
you know, it goes out on social media, people talk about it, and then it's just like, mm, okay, it's a blurb, and then it just it just goes away. But the fact it are it pisses me off what you said that they had felt the need to even buy something when you know that you right. was getting racially profiled, you should have just walked your asses out the store right. and said, screw you in this damn store. But no, you exactly. felt the need to buy something so that right. you wouldn't look guilty and then you brought and something they call, and they found you guilty still, any damn way. Anyway. Exactly. It was a shame. And they was mm. high school kids. So at right. least Dante and Rashawn were grown men. Grown men. These were right. high school kids. Mm-hmm. You know? And Probably I was scared like, for their damn life. Exactly. Knowing exactly. that they could die, just like the man said for the incident that happened at Starbucks. You are putting these young black men Men's. life in jeopardy by and calling the that. police. And they oh, know they that. Definitely they know that. Oh, they know that. They definitely exactly. know that. Exactly. So I was like, needless to say, that's it for me for Nordstrom Rack. And I'm telling you, anytime I'm bored, I'm on NordstromRack.com. Like, and I'm talking like all the time. Mm-hmm. But remember, I said a couple about a month ago that I said I'm gonna try to be a minimalist. I don't need anything, and I'm only buying what I need. Which mm-hmm. reminds me, I finally ran out of Dove soap, and I bought the Aveeno. Oh. So I couldn't find the bars, but I got the body wash. I do I like the way it smells. Bars. Somebody, they do make bars. I looked on Johnson and Johnson's website. I saw the bar. I, I just nah, you know, I, gotta... I used to work for Johnson and Johnson w- with most of their over the counter <laughs> products, and I don't remember seeing no Avino uh, bars because I probably no would have bought that because I think I brought everything Johnson and Johnson ever made in their you life. Did <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a I got a body wash uh, for the shower, and you know, today was my first day using it because I'm literally tired of using soap chips and. Making them wet yeah. and sticking them together. My <laughs> trying to salvage my last bit of soap. Trying to salvage so my last like... bit of dove. <laughs> damn you, dove! But I know, damn dove. So, what else is going on? What's up with? Uh, you know. Let me t- let me talk about this, this real quick. This com- so, did you hear about the graduation at the University of Florida? So, First the of all, university. You know how I feel about graduations, but go Listen. ahead. The University of Florida had to come out and apologize. Here we go with somebody else that had to apologize for some shit that shouldn't have never happened. Um, exactly. They came out and apologized after black students were dragged, literally dragged, dragged off no of the stage. Right. So they they were pulled off of the stage or dragged off of the stage for inappropriate uh, behavior on the stage. So we all know that graduation season is upon us. And when graduations come up, we get excited, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about black people. We get excited. Now, I don't know what, what your white family is over there doing or your Latino family or your Asian family. I don't know what y'all doing, but I know black people, we hollering, we screaming, we bring in balloons, we bring in, um, uh, clappers, we bring in, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Bowhorns or whatever it is. We, we doing it all. I mean, like you are excited for your people that's graduating. And especially well, when they graduate from college, you like, girl, you done made it all this money. I expect right. to send you to college. Now you graduated from college, you made it. And and as the graduate, you look forward to seeing your people. Like, I know my people get ready to get up here and show out. You look forward to mm-hmm. that. I mean, I know I like do. Y'all th- like y'all did at St. Francis when y'all clapped Listen. for 25 minutes. 
How about they said, leave your applause for the end. But when you walked across that stage, we was like, you did it, Ben. Ben, you did it. When I shook the lady's hand, she was like, a lot of people here really love you. Yeah. And in the Catholic church, we was hollering and screaming. And and you know how quiet the Catholic church is. Um, So anyway, these these students... A lot of them were in fraternities and sororities. And so what was happening is they were getting up and they were just uh, receiving their degree and they were strolling across the stage. And for those of you out there who don't know what strolling is, strolling is like um, stepping, um, you know, for your sorority or your fraternity, you know, and it's like a ritual in the black community especially Mm -hmm. you know not especially but when you're a part of a fraternity or sorority so they were getting up there and they were strolling getting their degree and my thing is is like this first of all it's a college not a high school it's a college i pay for this high school Mm -hmm. is free for for the most part not all high schools because we know you pay college tuition for (laughs) your kids to go to um exactly but college (laughs) i have to pay for like it's not free at all it's not like i can have the option to go somewhere free it's not free if i paid you seven hundred thousand dollars to get my degree i'm going to do a backflip I'm going okay. to snatch the shit out your hand. I'm going to wave it in the sky. I'm going to do any and everything that I want to do. If this was a high school graduation, it was a free public school, and you told me don't do this, I could respect you. But for something I paid for, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and it's just ignorant. Right. It's just disrespectful, ignorant, and rude. Right. And for all the stuff students of the other persuasion all the shenanigans and foolish stuff they do they don't push them off the stage no and that's what the problem was because other students were coming up and they were receiving their degrees and they were doing similar things you know not strolling but they were just doing any in anything that they wanted to and they weren't pushing them up off the stage but all of the black students that were coming up on the stage he i mean it has a video of him actually dragging these kids off of the stage. And then they were saying that if they were up there for more than even 20 seconds and they did Mm, anything mm, that mm. they deemed inappropriate, that they were dragging the students off of the Mm, stage. mm, mm. And so the president of the college came out and he apologized and rightfully so the students are saying, no, it's not enough. That apology is not enough. First of all, you're embarrassing these kids in front of their parents parents and a lot of grandparents. right. Right. And their families and other people's families. And a lot of them were saying they've never even been handled like that, not even by their own parents. So for someone else to handle them like that, it was degrading to them. And your apology is not enough, especially let's go back to for something that I paid for. I can do anything Mm -hmm. I want with something that I brought like i i brought this degree because that's exactly what a degree is you go and you earn it it, but you brought Mm -hmm. it trust and believe you know when i owe student loans i owed a whole lot of money and i'll be damned if somebody at stockton university now 
or Temple mm-hmm. University told me that I couldn't dance across the stage or whatever the case was. Like, are you kidding me? I want my, what did Claire Huxtable say? Speaking of the Cosby mm-hmm. show, you we owe spent, me $79,000. Right. <laughs> right. And, and that's what I would have told them. Don't touch me. Don't touch me, my man. And if right. you touch me, then I want my $79,250 and 48 cents exactly. back. And I want my right. money now. Money now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. So, I mean, that was crazy. I'm I'm interested to see what is going to be the outcome other than an apology um, for these students who were dragged across the stage um, dealing with this incident. So we'll keep we'll keep um, our eyes and ears open to that one. Moving on. Well, speaking of college. Uh, Did you hear about this AKA chapter that's been suspended? Pending an investigation for sexual Mm-mm. misconduct. No, well, there's an article. AKAs. I mean, come on now. There's an article um, in the Washington Post, May first, uh, talking about uh, an AKA chapter at a at Fort Valley State University in Central Georgia. And I really don't want to get all into it, dragging them through the mud, but mm-hmm. the whole premise is that the um the controversy centers around alicia johnson who's Mm -hmm. a fort valley state employee and the graduate advisor for the um campus's aka chapter Mm -hmm. and um she resigned her position and what they're saying is she pretty much ran a sex ring to what? pay for the pledging line. Wait, <laughs> yes. What? Yes. It it says on um it said, you know, they asked her, how do you address the ac- accusations that the sorority hopefuls were pimped out to get funds to join the organization? Uh-huh. And um so what they were saying was that, you know, she was in it was like a sex ring and they were having sex with local businessmen and politicians and, um, and they were having sex with local businessmen and politicians and whoever else was a customer or whatever. Wait, and wait, they wait. were using the money to, for the pledge line. Wait, so that's the accusation. Wait, 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 <laughs> I got two questions. One, what? Wait, so the people who were coming saying that they wanted to be AKAs, the pledges, they were pimping them out like they were prostitutes so that they could she, fund the AKA organization on the, the specific line. campus or, or what? Right. To, to, so they can okay. fund the pledge line. So, you know, if you know that stuff costs money, you have to pay yeah. money. You got to mm-hmm. do certain Dues things or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and so what I am a, that the article says, you know, they use quotes, pimp them out. There's sexual misconduct and sex ring, sex trafficking ring. That's what it says in the article. That's not the B. That's what it says in the article in the Washington Post. So, and I mean, so I read the whole article. So what it sounds like is if the women didn't have enough money to pay the dues and the fees and participate in the she activities. She was like, well, you could be a hooker. She was encouraging then... them. Right. She was encouraging them to go out with Larry. Larry's really nice. He likes AKAs. You might be able, you know, he might help you out. 
You know what I mean? Was they, so, and they so was like, who okay. dropped a dime on them? Like, who? Somebody who? must have. So, I don't know. Um, they not my cousins, and I don't live um, in central Georgia. But I was just saying. First of all, I got to find know, somebody I, who lives in central Georgia because I, I need to know I, what happened. What is going on? Is yeah, <laughs> because. This is crazy. You know, and, and, and you, what, what's really sad, though, is, is that not A, that she did it, but B, that people want to be a part of, and sororities and fraternities are very um, powerful in our communities. You know, they do a lot for the mm-hmm. communities. Uh, it's really a brotherhood, a sisterhood. I was going to be a part of a sorority myself. Uh, and then just, you know, family things came about and I just, I, I dropped off the line and I never went back. And, um, you know, we have a legacy in our family um, right. of, uh, Zetas, you know, and so it was important for me at the time to want to follow that legacy, you know, but it, it, it goes to show how much someone wants to be a part of something that they would literally do anything to become a part of it. Because my thing is, is like, it ain't like you like go out with Larry so that you could fund this, uh, education you know you know how people be like oh i'm a stripper i'm paying for college i'm doing what i gotta do you know like you're doing this to be in an organization not even just to get the education because my thing is is this if i'm being in it larry you got to fund this whole thing this ain't no just no uh (laughs) aka thing you gotta fund this whole thing larry if i'm going to be out here doing it up with you i need all of this stuff for larry i need a car i'm in i'm on a I need my tuition paid books. Everything. Fees. I need a little car to get around. A little something, you know. You know I work I can't a part-time job to keep up the front. That's right. right. Exactly. Like, but, wow. Right. What was her name? Alicia? Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, Johnson, how long yeah. you been doing this is the real question. Because this That's, ain't your first maybe, line that you done done this for, with. I was about to say. And I'm thinking Alicia Johnson, when she pledged, this is how she Somebody know did this to her. <laughs> yeah, or she was, did it. Because how would you know it? This, I mean, first of all, and you know, first of all, and I'm just going to be real, real, like, I'm thinking that Alicia Johnson may have done this when she was on her line, because that's how she knows it works. And people could say like, okay, well, you know, anybody got a vagina, you know, they can sell something. But hey. That don't always be working out, you know. Mm-mm. I know people that would like to sell a little something, but ain't nobody buying it. And a little something seemed fresh. I don't know. But mm. I'm just saying, it is not that easy. So I'm thinking, if this is true, she she definitely must have had some experience in this. Like, she yeah, knew just what, she had a Larry, a Joseph, a Reginald. Somebody. She had one lined up for everybody. Like, you, oh, yeah, you need she one She might have been Kiki? one of them. She might have been was one like of them the girls that was like, I got to do what I got to do to um, fund my education. Right. And it is what it is. And let me tell you something. College is expensive. And sometimes you got to use what you got to get what you want. But, Alicia, like... Yeah, Alicia. Alicia. But I mean, I, maybe Alicia just thought she was helping the girls out. Alicia like, they, didn't think she know? was helping the girls out. Alicia was helping her damn self out. Because they, they, first of all, the article might not say this, and maybe it does, but this, all that money that was coming in was not just going to no damn AKA line. Alicia was lining her pockets with that money. Obviously, Alicia was it the madam. But they was paying the guy, right. So I don't know if they were paying Alicia or if they were girl, paying they the was girl paying Alicia. The girl, you know damn or- right. Well, first of all, Alicia put the whole thing together. So Alicia was coming. Alicia is the pimp. Alicia is the pimp, the madam, whatever you want to call her. So you know Alicia was like, yo, bib. 
Uh, listen, <laughs> dues is going to be due. I got a little something that can help you mm. get through. And then you was like, what? And then she was like, if you go out with Larry, Larry can mm-hmm. whatever, bring the money back because no pimp. And no madam mm-hmm. is letting you just take the money and pay your dues. That's the reason why you got mm-hmm. a pimp. And the reason why you got a madam, because you're bringing the money back to them and they dispense the money out. And I don't, I mean, I'm talking like I know what is going on out in this world. Like I'm a damn pimp or I'm a madam or I was a prostitute. None of the above is true. But I read a lot and I watch a lot of movies and I watch a lot of lockup. And I, you know, I, hey, listen, you just know some things you just know. Mm. And that, I know. Alicia's ass was, trust me, she was lying in her pockets with the, Well, the investigation is active at this very moment. Of course, that chapter has been suspended. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want to know what's going on, too. Now I had to go out with Larry and I can't even be an AKA on the damn line. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of, shout out to my dad. Yesterday was his anniversary, 47 years of being the Omega Man. Oh, look at you. May 1971. Mm-hmm. And he was just as and happy. And I never like, let you forget it. Yeah, I'm telling you, boy, he was, he was talking about his buddies on the line. Like, I know them. Like, they was my uncles. Like, I was like, right. he was like, yeah, so Philly, you know, Gerald, I wonder what ever happened to Booker. Right. I was like, oh, my God. That's an old ass name, Booker. <laughs> well, I, I don't even remember if that's his name. But, you know, he was listening. Like, I know him. It sounded like somebody in May 1971, Booker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He was like... <laughs> But yeah, so congratulations to him. He was all happy. Mm. So AKAs, keep me posted on. Yeah, we definitely got yeah, some what's more going shit. On? We, we get ready to wrap the shit up, but um, let's get into Childish Gambino's Donald Glover. Uh, his video that he came out with, This, this is, America. is America. The song mm. from the um, album, I think it's Heroes is what it's called. And um, so he's getting a lot of buzz. I mean, Donald Glover has been getting a lot of blood, um, buzz for, you know, just his works in general. But more so uh, recently when he came out with the show Atlanta that he directs and executives produces and he wrote. Um, and so he came out with his video. He hosted SNL <laughs> and then he came out with his video. This is America. What did you think about the video? Because... I, what are you laughing at? I, well, I'm sorry because every time I think about the show Atlanta, I was like, nigga, you gay. Right. <laughs> he was like, that's a man. He was like, nah, nah. He was like, yeah, why you think he over here on the, on the man's oh, side? Goodness. Yeah, that's that a good ass show. That is a, but that line, like that whole bit is like hilarious. The mm-hmm. whole skit, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not shading nobody. It's just all. funny it's as just hell. It's just funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just funny. But if you I haven't watched it, definitely watch Atlanta. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Season. It's on yes. FX. And when I tell you that's a funny show and a real show, it really yeah. depicts life, not just in Atlanta, but in the hood in general. Because oh, all of that stuff is going on across the hood in every Amer- every hood in America. Yes. Trust me. Um, yes. But yeah, so he came out with his video, This is America. And what did you think about the video? The first 
but at, when I first saw the video, I was like, you know, that little opening scene. I was like, ooh. And now he was like, this is American. I'm like, you goddamn right. That's exactly what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, but when I, he first started dancing, I'm like, well, what the hell is he doing? And mm-hmm. then you start to pay attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, and like, this is America. This yeah. is exactly, you know, all the distraction you're looking at the distraction and all this stuff is going on and you living it distracted mm-hmm. with all of the stuff that's going on and you're just acting like you're not aware you don't care it doesn't affect you mm-hmm. you know it and and i thought it was like it was genius it was genius it was brilliant it, it really I, was it, genius. it really was i had to watch it three times well i've watched it more than that but i'm talking about the, mm-hmm. the so i so my um Co-worker slash friend. Yes, I do mm-hmm. have a friend at work. Uh, Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Meet the curator. Um, his brand. Shout out to you, Kevin. Um, support black businesses. Go out and uh, right. uh, search Meet the Curator. It's a great brand. Uh, positive black man trying to do his thing. But anyway, he sent it to me. And I watched it. And I was just like, man, this was powerful. Then I had to watch mm-hmm. it again. Because when you right. first watch it, you're just looking right. like, okay, let me see what this is about. And then you see it or whatever. And like you said, the opening scene with him shooting a guy in the head, it was just like, what the hell? And right. I'm, but it was so, when I watched it the second time, it was so deep. Because the kids dancing, you don't even pay attention to like... um the, the man that committed suicide. The man that committed suicide. Him shooting the black. Uh, I mean, him shooting the black choir. You Quar- know, right. uh, even though I wish that that was. You know, Charlemagne said this today, and I totally agree with him that I wish that that was a white choir that he was shooting, and, and because of or or that it was a white man shooting the choir, just because mm-hmm. of you know what the. Mm-hmm. Uh, video represented in the industry so it would have been more powerful even more powerful than it was if it was a, a white man shooting a black choir because we know that that's what mm-hmm. happened but just I mean him on the set when the kids even the kids filming it in the background right. how we film everything that's going right. on I mean just every little thing that you could think thing, of right it was in that video and he told no lie in not even what he was saying, but what he was showing, huh? not even what he was saying, but what he was showing, he told no lies in, in, in any of it because he's truly, that is America, especially now with social media, like social media is a gift and a curse. And we'll, we'll talk about it later. Cause we'll have a whole topic on social media, but social media is a gift and a curse. Cause it shows you what's going on, but it also, like he said, distracts you from everything. Like you exactly don't have time. And so much shit is going on because right. of social you media. You, get to see, once, you haven't seen it. Right. Right. You get to see everything that w- what is going on. So you really are distracted because every time you turn around is something new happening. Look how many things, that we talked about just for today right childish gambino was also also he was getting while he was getting praise for the video he was also getting some backlash for the video um because Mm -hmm. he has a white wife i don't 
know if she's his wife or his child's mother or like his girlfriend or something, but I know she was white and I know that people are like, how can you be this woke and be with someone of um, a different race? Now, I definitely have my own opinions on that. You know, we're going to be wrapping up soon, so I won't even go all into it. We will have a whole show where we talk about can you be woke and date outside your race? Because I think that that is um, no. very over. important. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that I'm it, looking at Childish Gambino to lead the charge with black people. And it, I, think right, that that, right. I think that that is an issue within itself, that we look for someone to be the leader. You know, like, mm-hmm. we don't need to look for somebody to be the leader. We need to realize the leaders that we are and step up each individual black person and do Mm -hmm. our part. We don't need someone to lead us, but moving on from childish Gambino and talking about somebody leading us, that leads us to our final who did some shit. And yeah, Mm. you know that we had to talk about, uh, Kanye West. Mm, Not we, you, cause I just, I, yes. Cause you know, I can't, I I just can't. I, I just, mm. well, listen, this is this is what I will say. I got nothing. We I t- I have talked extensively about Kanye West to other people and um we didn't record the show last week so I couldn't come on this platform and talk about it and now and I will. We Kanye West is definitely a clown. Kanye West I used to love, you know, back I'm talking about college dropout, graduation, you know, 808 and heartbeat. That's when I used to love Kanye West. Kanye West then turned and he became a Kardashian. And that's when I, he <laughs> fell out of, he fell out for me. I don't like the Kardashians. I don't like anything that they stand for. I don't like that cultural appropriation that they do so well. So no, Kanye, once you became a Kardashian, you was it for me. Um, can you separate okay. the artist from what they say? Sure, you can. But when the person comes out and everything that he says is about his art, then no, you can't separate it. And so that's why I can't separate Kanye West the man from Kanye West the artist because he ties it all in together. Right. Kanye West, okay, Kanye West definitely lost me. A, when he became a Kardashian, but B, when he just recently came out. Now, we know that Kanye West, we don't hear from him unless he wants to sell something. If he ain't trying to sell nothing, you don't hear nothing from Kanye. Kanye West was somewhere in Wyoming recording his album, getting fat as hell, eating McDonald's, being bl- uh, having blonde hair, getting liposuction. <laughs> well, he admitted that he had liposuction. <laughs> That's another damn okay. thing. How the hell are you okay. going to get liposuction? The same thing that killed your mama. Right. Your mother died on an operating table getting plastic surgery, and then you lost your damn mind, and then you in turn turned around and did what your mom passed away from. The person who you talk about the most, the person that was the most important person in your life, you know, you you turned around and got liposuction. And you know why you got liposuction? Because Kanye West, and this is what I want to say, Kanye West wants to be a white man. <laughs> you know what? There may be some truth to that. I see, okay. Let me tell you something. All right. 
Kanye yes. West don't come out and praise uh-huh. nobody but white men. Kanye West talks about Steve Jobs. Kanye West talks about Disney. Kanye West talks about um, all kinds of white designers. He talks about uh, Ralph Lauren. He talks about Louis Vuitton. He talks about all kinds of people. He does not talk about one black person of influence, of status, who has done anything in life. Now, here's the thing. Black people have created everything in life. Everything. Right. Everything. Everything. Anything Down you can think of. Down to the potato chip. Everything. Anything right. that you can think of, a black That's person right. created it. Yes. So for I, I you yes. not to praise or want to be or strive to be the greatness that is a black man and all you talk mm-hmm. about is white men. That turns around and tells me that you want to be a white man. And you are so disgusted that you're born a black man that you would take your whole race and try to put them in a damn toilet. You know, he Mm -hmm. came out and he said that he praised Donald Trump. He came out and he said that he has free thought. Which none of this shit is free thought, Kanye West. Newsflash. Now, damn thing that you're saying is free thought. You know what you're saying? What white people have created us to say. What white people ingrained in our brains to say. What white people have taught you to believe about yourself. Malcolm X said it best. Who taught you to hate your damn self? You know who taught Mm -hmm. you to hate yourself? White men. You know when white men told you to hate yourself? During slavery. Slavery, which you said was a damn choice. Mm. You came out and you said what you wanted to say about Donald Trump. You praised Donald Trump. He's a narcissist just like you. He has dragon energy just like you. He's a damn psychosociopath just like you. Y'all do have a lot in common, you know. You ain't thought nothing about what Kanye, I mean, what Donald Trump said about Mexicans, black people, hell, your hometown of Chicago. He said, when you walk down the street in Chicago, you could be murdered just for walking down the street. But that's the person that you said that we should rally behind and that you're praising. Mm. Even that, I was like, Kanye West is a damn fool, but all right, whatever, you nut. But then he came out and he said that slavery was a choice, that slavery was a trend. 400 years of people being enslaved is a damn choice. Let me let me just say that. Let me just say one thing, uh, two, two things. Number one. And like, don't judge me. I didn't know who the hell Kanye West was. I never heard of him. I never knew anything about Kanye West. And you know, the first time I ever heard anything, like I was like, who, what, what is going on? Who is this person? Is when there was news about him going up on stage, taking the mic from Taylor Swift at some kind of award show or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know mm-hmm. who she was. You know, it was just, it was news that, that happened at the uh-huh. award show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, I don't know pre crazy Kanye, Kanye West, post crazy Kanye West, Kanye Kardashian, whoever. I don't know none of them. So that, but the thing with the slavery was a choice. Clearly, the man is, has self-hatred and he yeah. is delusional. And in the prior 
podcast, you know, we always joke about black Twitter, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm never going against mm -hmm. black Twitter, whatever. But that whole, if slavery was a choice, trend, that thing that trended, I was disgusted. Like, I yeah. just think that was nothing to be making memes, writing jokes, nothing. I thought that was horrible. Mm -hmm. Hard, and I was just like, irked. when I saw it was trending, I was like, what the, f like, I was irked. And I mean, that was disgusting. And it wasn't, it wasn't nothing funny about it. Nothing. No. no. And for y'all to feed into it, it was just like nothing. ridiculous. And it's, it. It, it irks me. It irks it's, me bad. And it's like, still nothing yeah, funny that about shit pissed it. me and off. Let me say this. This is this is a point that I need to make. Kanye was the wannabe white man would never, ever, ever come out and say this to Jewish people. Never. He would never, never. come no, out and right. say to Jewish people, you know, Holocaust was a choice. First right. of all, the Jewish people wouldn't have it. Second of all, you praise them because they went through so much. You know, my biggest point about this whole subject is not about Kanye West. It's not about Kanye West, but it's about black people like Kanye West, black people who climb the ladder of success or what they deem to be successful. And then they forget their blackness. Kanye West came out during Hurricane Katrina. Do you remember when Hurricane Katrina happened? Yes. They had a telethon mm -hmm. and they had all of the, celebrities on there no matter who you were you were on this telethon and you were you know um talking about the victims of Hurricane Katrina Kanye West got on that telethon and he said not what was on the teleprompter he said Bush hates black people or does not like black people based mm -hmm. off of the response that President Bush gave to the victims of Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Katrina now, right. how in the hell do you go from Bush hates black people to then turn around and say, you go from that Kanye West, that Kanye West who in your lyrics championed black people, the Kanye West, whose mother was the first African-American professor at Northwestern, the Kanye West, whose father was a black Panther, the Kanye mm -hmm. West who had, who was conscious, who came out in the beginning as a conscious black rapper who talked about black issues to then or turn around and say that slavery was a choice. So we chose mm. to get beat. We chose to have not be able to read. We chose to have families torn apart. We chose to have women raped in front of their children and their husbands and nothing. That they, and it was nothing that they could do about it. We chose to be lynched. We chose not to eat. We chose to be taken from our own land and brought over to a new land, build this new land, and then turn around and have people tell us that we ain't shit. When we, we just was able to vote. Civil rights just happened. You still got yes. black men getting lynched in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. You still right. got, still. you still had mm -hmm. black men getting arrested in Philadelphia for in a Starbucks for sitting down and being black. You still had people racial profiling somebody in Nordstrom Rack. You still had brands coming out and making racial uh, uh, commercials telling us that we ain't shit, we ain't about shit. And then you as a black man who had all of that stuff going on with you when you first came out have took yourself so far removed from black 
society and the black community that you would say something asinine like slavery was a choice. It is still people, you think about this, there are still people who were enslaved that are alive. Hundred-year-old people who were enslaved that are still alive. If they weren't enslaved, their damn mom surely was, and their dad was surely enslaved. Broke up the back family. We are still feeling the effects from slavery. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said that slavery was a choice. You got on national TV, on Twitter, wherever you said it. Well, he said that on TMZ and said that slavery was a choice. You are that far removed that you would say that slavery was a choice. And again, this has nothing to do with Kanye West. Kanye West could be Joe fucking Smo. I don't care. He could have been anybody for somebody to say that. But you know what? It goes back to that whole thing. We have to forget everything that happened to us. We can't bring it up. We, oh, that happened 400 years ago. You should be over it. Well, how should we be over something that we are still mass incarceration and slavery? You know, uh, uh, poverty inner city neighborhoods that were created for us is slavery. And Kanye West, you think that you have so much influence, you have so much money, you have so much, I don't know what it is that you think that you have because we know that he's a narcissist, that you would say something like that. When you come down off of that trip, honey, when you fall from off of that damn high horse, because you will fall, you will fall, sweetie. It's, it's like you're falling now, but it's only a matter of time. You will fall. I and the black community will be there to laugh at your ass, not to build you up, well, not to I not to think, pick you yeah. up. No, we'll be there to laugh at your ass. And you know what we're going to say? Everything that's happening to you, sweetie, is a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> you know, you addicted to them pain pills, opiates, because choice. you went to go get liposuction that you could fit into white society. That was a choice, sweetie. You know, that was definitely a choice. And all of the shit that's going to happen to you coming up is a choice. You know, just always... Always remember that everything that you have going on is a damn choice. And unfortunately, uh, Kanye West is not the first black person to say such things. And he's no, he not won't the be only the last. black person to believe and, and he's not the only black person to believe such things. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is disgusting, you know, and the response. I just I could not believe even people who were outraged one minute was tweeting memes cracking jokes about it the next like which is ridiculous it's not funny at at all all. it's not funny that any black person in the united states of america or anywhere because black slaves were everywhere it's not funny that Mm -hmm. anybody would believe that especially because you're still feeling the effects from slavery let me tell you something just because you got that degree just because you're making that money uh somebody gave you an opportunity somebody gave you a job you fought your way up what bravo for you bravo for you but don't forget that you're going to be exactly what you are to them always and forever right you are going to be exactly who you are and kanye west why are you trying to be in these white spaces and these white faces sweetie they're going to be looking at you like the n-i-g-g-e-r that they think that you are okay mm-hmm. 
Don't ever forget that. Yeah. You are what you are to them. And you know what you are? You just one that got a couple dollars. You're one that could give them something at the moment. As soon as your ass mm -hmm. is not profitable anymore, as soon as people start turning their backs on you, then you're going to see that them white spaces and them white faces that you want to be a part of so bad don't love you, sweetie. And then I'm, you're going to be gonna like... start. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Then you're going to be like... No, I said, then you're going to be like Bill Damn Cosby, who was talking all down to the black people. And it's not about... See, because it's not always about uh, the, the, the message. You know, you got to think about the messenger, too. And you got to think about the words behind the message. Bill Cosby might have been trying to say something a little bit good, like, oh, stop buying this and start doing this. You know, but it was mm -hmm. the way that you was relaying the message. And exactly. now you all getting accused. You get ready to go to jail. You're found guilty. Now you want the same black community to rally behind you. And people ain't going to rally behind you. And it's going to be the same damn thing with Kanye West. You are going to need black people. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that you're black. It ain't today, but it's going to be one day. That's right. Because what your mom say all the time? Everybody, Everybody gets a turn. That's right. Always believe. And we'll end on that. We'll end on that because we could talk about Kanye West for, for another damn hour. And I probably have something to say about Kanye West next damn week. And again, it's not about Kanye West. Kanye West could be named anybody. It's just about people, black people who think like him. You know, black people who don't want to advance the culture, black people who want to suck the culture dry and black people who want to be about the culture. But as soon as they get in these white spaces, then it's fuck the culture. Well, fuck you, too. Mm hmm. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to edit some of these podcasts and have the little blurbs and ask for donations. They're going to think <laughs> this is like <laughs> I'm like, and if you want to be part of this movement, send your, I'm yeah, not going to put nobody out, but I'm going to be like, send right, your donations. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't put me out. But no, I'm serious. You, you know how I yes, feel about it. Are. So like I said, I could go yes. on and on and on about it. And I'm sure that I'll say something else about it next week because He's going to continue to say asinine things. I'm going to continue to, to, to be angry about it. And it's just not about him. It's listen, I tweeted this out and I mean this, and I will close on this at this point. If you ain't for us, you against us. If you ain't for black people, you against us point blank period. And I will handle you accordingly. I'm not going to have nobody in my space, nobody in my world. That's not for us. I don't give a shit who you are. So I can dig you want to, um, you want to, uh, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to calm down because I'm yeah, about to get angry. I'm, I'm not angry <laughs> yet, but I'm angry. about to get angry. But no, do you want to, let's, let's go on ahead and try to close this thing out because Kanye West is not going to get my pressure up uh, this evening, but you want to yeah. talk our personal journals before we go to get out of here? Oh, we could do our personal journal. So my personal journal this week was, and I tweeted this the other day, and I, my, my tweet was, no matter what happens, you know, God is still good. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, um, a lot of times, I'm a person of great faith. And, and I'm not talking about faith like I believe. I'm talking mm -hmm. about great faith. Mm -hmm. I have always been this way. I, I don't know why. I think that... Um, I remember my first experience with faith 
And, you know, I was young. And I remember asking the Lord for something and it happened. And ever since then, I have been like a believer and not like, you know, rubbing a genie lamp thing, but, you know, a believer. And I, mm-hmm. you know, everybody who knows me knows, you know, I always say I'm God's favorite and stuff like that. And sometimes situations look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, situations look bad and they be like, oh, you know, that's messed up. You know, they're not going to get out of that or that's not going to happen or whatever. But I'm telling you, it is not over until it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, even after the final say so, something can come back and change a final decision because, you know, things can happen like that. So I just want to, and that is my personal journal. Like things were really getting out of control, crazy. And um, I get very, you know, I'm a passion driven person. And it was my passion for the work that I do that sent me to nursing school. Nursing is not something, and you know, I know I talk about it, I joke about it or whatever, but nursing is not something that I chose for myself. When I was young, I wanted to make commercials for the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. hence my degree in communications, you know, but my volunteer work, you know, fed my passion. And so when they told me, like, you know, you have to go back to school, you know, to get a nursing license or MSW and I chose nursing, you know, it was a better choice, whatever. Okay. Um, But when I say I'm not a nursing nurse, it's just I never really did bedside care, you know, but the truth is I wipe asses for free. Because mm-hmm. I take care of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and I've just always mm-hmm. been like that. Um, <laughs> so, um, and I hated nursing school. I hated every day of nursing school. Still don't like it, you know, but I'm going to go ahead and get this BSN since I have a license. Mm-hmm. And um, it was getting kind of rough in the end. But I had confidence all the way until the very end, even when people were saying, you know, not y'all because y'all was encouraging. I said, I got 27 papers, 87 posts, 45 case studies and y'all in two days. And y'all was like, you can do it. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, I can't. But, um, you know. I I got it done. And regardless of what it looks like, you know, it's never over until it's over. And and that's my personal journal for this week. You know, don't ever count yourself out ever. Right. Ever. Don't ever count yourself out. So what's your personal journal? My personal journal is exactly what I just said. Um, At this point in my life where I'm at, um, (laughs) at this point in my life where I'm at, with my blackness and with who I am as a person, if you ain't for us, you against us. I don't have time to sugarcoat a damn thing. I don't have time to make somebody else feel good. All I got time for is to promote blackness. That's it. Be for us. And I don't care who you are. You could be white, black, Latin. Um, I mean, you could be anything. Be for us. If you ain't for us, then get the hell away from me. I don't have time mm-hmm. for it. I think that we are at the point in our lives. I've always been at this point, but we are definitely at the point in our lives where things are um, needing to change for us. You know, we are at a, a, a great time in our life, but at a, a destitute time in our life as well. And it's 
taking us back to the civil rights movement. It's taking us back to when we were slaves. Don't forget that you're still enslaved. Try not to be enslaved in your mind. But these people do anything to get your ass back in slavery. You know, mm -hmm. my mom says this and I stand by this. Everybody gets a turn. Make sure right. that when you get your turn, that it's the right damn turn. And so that's my personal journal. Like, again, be for us or you against us. And I will handle you accordingly. And, and that's what I got. I, I, it's no more to say, you know, I, um, I'm watching people. That's what I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you, you know. And so with that, we are going to go ahead. Dead ass I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> if you ain't never thought I was serious about nothing on this podcast, you could take this check and you could cash it. Believe me. Um, and that's going to get us on out of here for this week. Let's go on ahead and close out. You know, I'm going to say my whole little spill. Don't forget to follow the podcast, like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. We can be found on all social media platforms at We Did That Shit. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's We Did That Shit, one word. Um, again, always, if you're liking the show, if you're not liking the show, especially if you have something that you want us to talk about, if you want to leave us a message about anything that we have talked about, uh, do so at our email. We can be found at we did that shit at gmail.com. Again, it's one word. We did that shit at gmail.com. You can always follow me on my Twitter at my my 13. That's M Y M Y one three. And I'm at the Amina. That's B I B B I A M I N A. Yeah. So, you know, Hit the hit the follow button on all of these platforms. And don't forget, be for us. Be great. That's right. <laughs> so be great this week. Teachers, we appreciate you. Oh. Nurses, happy nurses week. Oh. Do that shit. We Did That Shit podcast is produced and edited by Selena Singleton and brought to you by Wonderful Me Media. Wonderful Me Media. What's wonderful about you?